ESPNRadio.com presents stories of mystery and intrigue, espionage and suspense. Hear tales of ticking time bombs, mysterious crime scenes, and cloak and dagger action. This is Relic Radio Thrillers. to you. Book 74, page 309, in the Diary of Faith. Yes, here it is. The name Trina Crowley, housewife. A record with little to distinguish it until towards the end of the page. And there the notations become more crowded, more distasteful. For 23 years, Trina Crowley has lived on this earth. And now she sits sobbing alone. For in a few moments, she will start her walk to the gas chamber cursing me, fate, with the bonds of circumstance I wove around her. In a moment, I will read from her record in The Diary of Fate. I hope you'll understand. that phone down, Jake. The gun. So you knew about the money in the trunk. That's just what I thought you Drop would... that phone, Jake. Give me that gun, Trina. Stay where you are. Trina, give me that... Oh, Jake. For six years, Trina had been married to Jake Crowley. And she felt but a certain affection for him. To Trina, Jake had come as an answer to her prayer, the means by which she could escape the humdrum life of Redland. But the wonderful lodge, which Jake owned in the mystic Mojave, had become a dusty auto court in the stifling desert. But let us go back to a June morning, the last day of the tourist season. Until November... You and your husband would be alone, Trina, merely existing, until cooler weather allowed you to open again. You were having breakfast with Jake, thinking of the ordeal of surviving the lonely month ahead. Eight o'clock. Eight in the morning is so hot already you can't breathe. Is there more coffee? No. Jake, how do we get away somewhere this summer? Jake, do you have to read the paper while I'm talking? Says here, a guy up in Pendleton. Jake, got... listen to me. I'm sick and tired of all of this. The heat, the spiders. Jake, why don't we get a change and go away somewhere? Like we used to. We could have fun, Jake. Look, Trina, we can't go away, and that's final. We have some fixing up to do. We don't have money enough to go away. We do. We don't. Now, will you let me read the paper? 
If you're going to read, you might at least let me have some of the paper. Oh, for goodness sake, here. Oh, never mind. Not that important. Crowley life. <laughs> Nothing but a chat in it, just. I'm telling Bessie Halton, too. Maybe it's a good thing you're not. Why? Listen to this. Uh, Bessie Halton, owner of the Halton Lodge Mojave, is believed to have disappeared. It is thought she was on her way to the bank with deposits from the lodge. When last seen, she was with a tall, handsome man, about 35. Uh, police suspect that... Oh, that's a lot of hooey. Uh, what do you mean, hooey? She had $20,000 with her. If I know Bessie, she'll do all right. She'll turn up. Uh, the police are all wrong. Huh? She's probably gone off somewhere, having the time of her life. Paper here says a tall, handsome stranger. Well, that's what happens when you play around with strange men. Oh, for goodness sake, Jake. She'll turn up someplace. And then crow about the wonderful time she had on her trip. If I know Bessie, she'll turn up. As the day wore on, you forgot about everything, didn't you, Trina? Everything except the heat. And your growing resentment toward your husband. It was growing dark as you and he sat at the dinner table in silence. And then a car pulled a stop outside. Remember? Jay, there's someone outside. I heard it. Whoa! Oh, looking for a room? Oh, yeah, I was. You're not closed, are you? Closed tomorrow. This is our last day for the season. You got something I can have for the night? That three A is open. It's the only one. It's uh Four fifty. That's good enough. Glad I found your place. I'd like a shower after a hot day like today. And I didn't relish the idea of driving all night. Well, want to go right to your room, you can come back to the office and register later. Thanks, I'll do that. Uh, say, Mr. Barton. Uh, look, I'll drive your car down, Mr. Barton. You might as well register now. Oh, that's okay. I'll drive down myself. Well, I just... What's the matter? Something wrong? Well, to tell you the truth... You see, this close to the end of the season, we, we get paid in advance. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty dollars. Hey, just a minute, I'll get the change. What's the matter, Jake? Who was that? Old guy named Barton driving a new Packard. Well? I'm going to put him in 3A. He uh, gave me a fifty. A fifty dollar bill to pay for a two dollar room? I told him it was four fifty. Yes, Trina. Hmm? There's blood on the seat of his car. Oh, now you're playing Sherlock Holmes. Okay, okay, be smart. I tell you, it's blood. Something funny about that guy. Oh, Jake, stop making... As soon as he gets settled in 3A, I'm going to have a look at his car. There, see it? Now, what do you got to say? It does look like blood. I knew there was something phony about Barton. That's why I got him to pay in advance. You looking for something? Ah, <gasps> uh, hey, we just noticed there's blood on the seat of your car. At least it looks like it. It is blood. I cut my hand on the windowing. <laughs> Bandaged it with my handkerchief. Not too good, but it'll do. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Mrs. Crowley. We just came down to see if there was anything you wanted. No. 
No, thanks. Uh, say, I see you got a trunk in the back there. Want some help with it? No, I'll uh, leave it in the car, thanks. I'll be glad to help you into the cabin with it. You must have a lot of clothes in it. Well, as a matter of fact, they're ties. Ties? That whole big trunk? I'm traveling for the Swerdling Tie Company. Those are samples. Are you sure you don't want anything? Oh, everything's fine, thanks. Don't worry about me. I'll be okay. If you want anything, Mr. Barton, be sure to let me know. You walked back to the office with your husband. You thought about his stupidity, about the heat, about his childish imagination, and about the handsome Ralph Barton. As you sat down and lit a cigarette, you realized Jake was taught. And that routine about cutting his hand on the wind wing. Trina, there's something funny about all this. If Mr. Barton says that's how he cut his hand, that's how it was. He doesn't look like he'd lie. And that trunk. Why should he leave the trunk out in the car? He said there were ties in it. Ties. <laughs> Who ever saw a whole trunk full of ties? Trina. What? Look down there, down the drive to 3A. Why, it's Mr. Barton. He's carrying his trunk inside the cabin. Trina, Bessie Halton's lodge isn't too far from here, you know. What are you trying to build up to? Well, Bessie Halton has disappeared. And they said a tall, handsome stranger... It's, uh, it's Mr. Barton, if that's his name, is, uh, Colin Henson. Trina, that trunk bothers me. You're not thinking that... I don't know, Trina. I don't know. The next morning, Trina, Jake was outside, working on the water pump in the shed. Looking up, you saw Barton walking toward the office. You put a hand up to brush back some unruly hair. Straighten your dress. As he entered the office, you noticed his eyes weren't sun-bleached like Jake. They were deep and blue. Well, good morning, Mr. Charlie. Last night, your husband said you were closing up for the season. Yes. Well, I just wondered if it were an absolute deadline. I'd like to stay on a while if I could. Well... We officially closed, but uh, I suppose it's... Well, according to my itinerary, I don't have to be in Carson City for four more days. And, uh, I like the heat. Oh, <laughs> you like the heat here? Yes, yeah, strangely enough, I do. It's good for my sinus. And, uh, there aren't too many people. I mean, I like the quiet. Oh, there's plenty of that. Well, if you think it's all right, I'll just pay in advance for four more days then. My husband likes to pay boss man, so you'll have to check with him. But just say I think it's okay, and I'm sure we'll be able to make an exception. In your case, you can find him out in the shed. Good. I'll go out and tell it. You were very pleased the chance that brought into your drab existence something out of the usual dull routine you had grown to hate. Ralph Barton. Standing behind the curtains at the window... You could hear your husband talking to Barton. Well, if Trina, Mrs. Crowley said it was all right, it's okay with me. Good. Now, there's one other thing. I'd like to put my car in the garage. Well, guests usually leave their cars out. I uh, know, but if I'm going to be here four more days, I'd like to protect it from the sun. Well, I keep my car in the garage. And to get yours in, I'd have to move a lot of stuff. It's really pretty important to me. Don't want to ruin a paint job. Uh, perhaps the Ten-dollar bill would make some difference? Yeah. Yeah, perhaps it would. I'll have Trina get lunch for three. 
lunch is ready any time, Jake. Okay. Now, uh, before I call Barton in, I want to tell you something. I'm not going to be here to eat with you. Why? Well, all that talk about having to put his car in the garage, well, something funny about that. You just keep Barton here and keep him busy. What do you mean, keep him busy? For how long? Look, I'm going to call Barton and tell him lunch is ready. I won't be at the table. You tell him I had to finish that work on the pump out in the shed. What are you going to... Let me finish, will you? Now, you'll have to keep him busy talking and eating for at least 20 minutes. And while you two are busy eating, I'm going to have a look in that trunk. Yes, Trina Crowley. You were torn by mixed emotions. On the one hand, you were pleased and flattered by Ralph Barton's courtesy and attention. On the other hand, there was cold fear and the thought that your husband's suspicions might prove to be correct. Thoughts become the parents of the deed, but no mortal can conceal anything. All are written on the pages of time. And now, it is time for another entry on your page. When I have written, I will read from your record in The Diary of Fate. Crowley, your own greed, your evil mind would soon bring forth a decision. For while occupying Ralph Barton's attention, you knew your husband Jake was in the cabin trying to solve the mystery of the trunk. Something more, Mr. Barton? Oh, not another thing, thank you. But it's this hard, I don't have much appetite. Not that it certainly was a wonderful lunch, Mr. Crowley. It's too bad your husband missed it. Oh, he's so used to my cooking, he doesn't think twice about it anymore. A uh, lucky man, Mr. Crowley. Although, uh, maybe a bit blind. Well, if you'll excuse me. Oh, but, but you can't go yet. I, I have some fresh berry pie for dessert. Oh, no, I've got to stop sometime. <laughs> you'll have me wanting to stay here forever. Would that be so terrible? Uh, I think it might be fun, but I don't think the home office would approve me. Let me get you that pie. No, thanks. Nothing more. I'm going back to my cabin. Oh, Mr. Barton. What are you doing in here, Carly? Oh, I, uh, came down to clean up your room. Your wife said you were out back. Well, I thought I might just as well clean your room before lunch. When you clean the guest rooms, do you always try to open trunks? I suggest that you leave now. Look, Mr. Barton, you've got this all wrong. I wouldn't want anything to happen to you, Mr. Crowley. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Barton. I told you to keep Barton here at the table until I got back. Well, the man wasn't hungry. What can I do? Tie him up and force food down his throat? I tell you, I did everything I could. All right, all right. Don't blow your top. Listen, Trina, I'm convinced he's got something besides ties in that trunk. He's too concerned about it. You think Barton's a killer, don't you? I'm convinced of it. Jake, what are you going to do? I'm taking the car, going into Mojave to get the late papers. 
Going to leave me here? You'll be all right. Just stay here, inside. You can keep an eye on Barton. If there's a reward, I want it. Jake. What? Jake, what do you think really is in that trunk? I think it's the body of Bessie Halton. And so, Trina, your husband left for Mojave. He wouldn't be back for over an hour. And you were alone with Ralph Barton. Again, you had that same mixture of emotions. Fear that he might be the killer. And yet, a quickening of the pulse as you thought of his attractiveness. And suddenly, a car drove up. Good afternoon, Sergeant Colfax. Good afternoon, Mrs. Crowley. Will you come in? No, thanks. Just stop by for a moment. Got some unpleasant news for you. They found Bessie Holden's body in Rock Canyon. Oh, how terrible. But they didn't find any money. The killer must have got away with about $20,000. $20,000? May have been more. But they figure Bessie Holden had at least that much when she left the lodge. I really came out to ask a question. About what, Sergeant? I wondered if you've seen any strange men around during the last couple of days. Why, uh... Well, I know you're closed down for the season, so I won't ask to see you, Reggie. Oh, yes, we are. We're closed officially. Anyway, I noticed there aren't any cars in front of your cabin. Oh, no. No, there aren't any. You think this man uh, still has the $20,000? Oh, we're sure of it now. You haven't seen anyone, huh? No. No, I haven't seen anyone. Well, uh, get along then. Thanks, Mr. Crowley. Sorry to bother you. Oh, no bother at all. But if you happen to see a stranger around, you let us know, won't you? You might be that guy we're looking for. Yes, I, I will. Goodbye. Bye. Stranger with $20,000. $20,000 in cash. <laughs> Yes, Trina Crowley, $20,000. Your husband was wrong then, wasn't he? There couldn't be a body in that trunk, but there could be money. You thought of this as you walked toward cabin 3A, and you were smiling as you knocked on the door of Ralph Barton's cabin. Oh, hello, Mrs. Crowley. I brought down some clean sheets and pillowcases. Oh, very thoughtful of you. Want you come in? Yes, I, I will, thanks. I guess Jake was a little out of line. Oh, that. <laughs> I'd forgotten. Guess I blew up. Well, I'm glad the pretty member of the Crowley family forgives me. You see, Jake's so tied up in this murder that Murder? The Bessie Halton murder. Surely you know about that. Well, I did read something about her disappearance. I wasn't too interested. Jake was. And is. He went into town to get the late papers. Wants to see if they've caught the killer yet. Oh. You think they have? No. And I think he's too smart to get caught. It's a long drive to Mojave. They could be gone an hour or so. Oh. Uh, Trina. Yes? Wasn't that a police car that came in a while ago? Yes, it was. The officer wanted to know if there had been any changes around here. But I told him there hadn't been. After all, you're not a stranger now. Oh, you? Yeah. Yeah. So did I. They found Bessie's body in Red Rock Canyon. But they didn't find any money. The man who killed him must still have it with him. $20,000. $20,000 a lot of iron men. What would you do if you had $20,000? Oh, I don't know, Trina. 
Why? Oh, I was just thinking. The guy that got that money isn't going to have a worry in the world. Do you suppose he has a girl? Oh, I wouldn't know. Mm, she's lucky. You know, I'd do anything for $20,000. Or half of it. Anything? Mm, I might even kill for it. That's pretty broad, isn't it? Ralph, if you had that money, if I stayed, would you take me away with you? You're uh, married, remember? I'm pretty, aren't I? Aren't I, Ralph? Hey, now, let's not get involved in something. <laughs> Attractive girl, Tina, but you're married. Why couldn't you? Let's get driving him now. Come on, we'll walk out to meet him. Well. Hello, Mr. Crawley. Back early, huh? Yes, sir. Picked up a paper at Benson Corners. Uh, didn't have to go all the way to Mojave. What's the matter, Jake? Uh, coming to the house, Trina. I want to talk to you. And, uh, Mr. Barton. Yes? You can wipe that lipstick off. <laughs> And the minute I leave, you make a pass at Barton. Look, Jake, it was just one just of the... Just one of those things. Yeah, yeah, I know. I understand you, Trina. It was perfectly harmless, Jake, really. That man in three years is probably the murderer. And you say making love to him is perfectly harmless? I wasn't making love to him. He grabbed me and kissed me. And then you came in and... You're sure you're not thinking about the 20 G's in that trunk of his? The papers say the police found the body, but not the money. So, uh, he's got the money. And I'm going to turn him in. What are you going to do? Phone the police. Tell them where this guy is. Don't do it, Jake. What do you mean? That man's a killer. Put that phone down, Jake. The gun. So you knew about the money in the trunk. That's just what I thought you Drop that phone, Jake. Give me that gun, Trina. Stay where you are. Trina, give me that gun. Oh, Jake! You stood there, terror-struck for a moment, Trina. And then the gun fell from nerveless fingers. Your husband was dead at your feet. You'd killed him. I heard a shot. What well, happened? he's dead. Jake said I shot him. Trina, what do you mean? Darling, we've got to get away. But listen, Trina. Don't you understand? Jake said we've got to get away. But I can't. You've got money, lots of money. We can go away, far away. Maybe Mexico. Trina, listen. You've got me. more money in your trunk than we'll ever be able to spend. Hurry. Please, Trina, let me. Money's the most important thing in the world. I've always thought so. Now I've told you. Oh, my darling, hurry, please. I'm trying to tell you, Trina, that oh, I don't. Well, I love you so much, right? I always have, ever since you first walked in the door. But Ralph just stood there, Trina. He wouldn't admit to having any money. And he wouldn't leave with you. And then you heard something. A car. A police car was coming in the drive. And the web was closing more tightly around you. And then you decided on a last gamble. That's the police car, Ralph. This is your last chance. If you don't leave with me, I'll accuse you of my husband's murder. You've already killed one person. The police will believe anything I say. No, Trina, I won't. Okay. Officer, Sergeant Colpack in here. 
Hello, Mrs. Crowley. There he is. That's the man, the murderer. He's the killer. The killer, Mrs. Crowley? He murdered Bessie Halton. Bessie? <laughs> I'm afraid there's a mistake. We found the killer this afternoon in Reno. He confessed the whole story. No. He was romancing Bessie Halton for her money when she wouldn't part with it. Well... That's not true. This man did it. I know he did it. Look in the trunk if you don't believe me. All right, Mrs. Crowley. All right. Take it easy. We'll look in this trunk. Come on, mister. Let's have a look. And so the three of you, the officer, Ralph Barton, and you, Trina, went to cabin 3A, and you watched as the trunk was opened. As the lid swung up, the officer looked into the depths and felt among the contents. Then he straightened. I don't know that I see anything incriminating about a trunk full of ties. They were tied. All the time. Now, officer, I think you'd better have a look in the bedroom of the other house. This lady's husband is there. Dead. Now, my hand, the hand of fate, writes the final entry. Lest any mortal should think fate unkind, cruel, or unmindful of justice that must be meted out. In a moment, I will read from the page of Trina Crowley in The Diary of Fate. And now the plan is finished. Complete. A moment ago, a deadly pellet was dropped automatically into a liquid beneath the chair in an isolated cubicle at state prison. And now, Trina Crowley is dead. Investigation by the authorities proved beyond a doubt that Trina Crowley murdered her own husband. Ralph Barton was exonerated of all suspicion. His watchfulness over his trunk was due to the fact that twice before during his career as a salesman of men's neckwear, he had been robbed. And so I closed the book Another page in the life of a mortal has been duly recorded in the ledger of the universe by me, fate. I, who am but the instrument in the plan. Take heed, all you who listen, and remember, there is a page for you in The Diary of Fate.
Produced by Larry Finley, Diary of Fate is a Finley transcription brought to you from Hollywood. That's the show for this week, but don't forget there are thousands more like it at RelicRadio.com. Horror, strange tales, science fiction, crime, all available for free. If you'd like to donate to Relic Radio and help keep it all free, you can do that through the website as well. Visit donate.relicradio.com to find out more about that and see the special downloadable sets that are available. My thanks to those who have donated, and thanks for listening today. Talk to you again next week. Music